0: getting much cooler my 600 pound life have you heard of it hot shot 500 food choices and dealing with your emotions and the difference of water supplies did you even know tuesday september 20th 2022 i'm steven Sersky. thanks for joining me this here is my daily audio yik yak audio digest i published this uh Monday to Friday and uh, I post the uh, show notes up on my website uh, com. also available through the normal channels Spotify Google Podcasts Apple uh, Podcasts and not just Amazon just yet but uh, we will get there for sure Uh, and yeah so uh, living here in Beijing getting a little bit cooler especially in the morning afternoons aren't so bad the sun still sort of uh, beats down quite a bit at that time but uh, morning um I even wore pants this morning. That's how cool it was. I guess if I was going for a run, I wouldn't have. But um, since today was an off day, I figured, well, let's stay warm and uh, keep the muscles nice and warm and everything. So long sleeve shirts now and pants to go outside in the morning. Tomorrow, we'll still probably be able to wear the shorts. You'll probably be able to wear shorts for the next month or so. Uh, just because if you're outside walking around, working up a, you know, um, moving around, if you're not just sitting around, if you're sitting around, it'll be a bit more uh, cool. But if you are moving around, like walking, especially later on in the morning, uh, it's not so bad. But yeah, noticeable different, a, a great relief from the heat and the uh, humidity from uh, last month. But uh yeah, it's sort of an indication of where the weather and where the temperature and what season we're heading into, basically. <laughs> uh, so, ah, well, what are you going to do? Maybe this has sort of affected how much uh, I'm, you know, how much drive and motivation I have to get up and get going in the morning. Um, and it has made me think of if I don't get because a, 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 i'm been thinking about getting you know some workout equipment for inside the apartment like a stationary bike a rower um, i looked at a step machine but um the home like the 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 small step machines are really small i'm not sure if they're as effective as uh, uh, the larger ones although i'm you know i'm not entirely sure i was also thinking about getting a walking pad because if you get a walking pad you could set up a a standing desk and while you're doing your steps, you could get other things done, which would be very nice, very productive. That means I wouldn't have to pre-plan what I'm going to do uh, with, uh, you know, the the time that I'm outside, and I wouldn't lose that sort of uh, the edge, the the edges like the 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 front and the back side of the workouts, meaning. That as I'm leaving, you know, oh, it just takes you a couple minutes just to get going, right? Or a couple minutes to come back in, settle in, uh, you know, get some more water, whatever it is. Um, but if you had a walking desk, you could just or sorry, a walking platform, you set it up. You have your walking desk, your computer's up there. You go, right? I mean, am I missing something? I don't know. So I was thinking about this. The other reason why is because the walking pads are easier to stow compared to a rowing machine and a stationary bike definitely compared to a stationary bike but also i mean it's it's a lot easier to um uh set up and everything it's it's you can set it up in a matter of minutes i guess and uh you just you're able to keep on going um uh, and you you don't have to deal with the cold weather walking outside. So I could do my Chinese characters, I could study my uh, Chinese characters while I'm walking inside, you know, not freezing my hand off uh, while walking outside. And you might wonder, why can't you just do the characters? Anyway, it's true. But I mean, there's a difference between being able to sit down and, um, you, you sit down and doing the characters or walking around and doing the characters. Because even if you only had 15 minutes, you could set it up very quickly. And uh, it wouldn't, you know, uh, it would take you no time to set up, basically. As far as I understand. The other thing, cost. The walking pads are like, I think mean you get 1500 RMB, $300. Maybe 2000 RMB, $400, Canadian. The stationary bike is probably double that. The rowing machine was about, well, it was new, it was 7,000. I've been looking for a, a, a used one. They're hard to sort of come by here in, in uh, Beijing, but I used, uh like, uh, even, what was it a walking pad, new walking pad by Huawei or Xiaomi? Those would run you 15 to 2,000 RMB, uh, and, you, and you're pretty good to go. I know there are, I think there's a Huawei rowing machine that's 1500 or 2000 RMB so $400 uh, but i'm not sure just yet and i'm not sure how like foldable that one is or whether it's like just one long solid stick and you can't really uh, move it anywhere <sighs> but why do i need this i mean yeah it is it is coming it, going into winter you could say man up you know put your put your shoes on go for a run that's true and i still would do that actually most days of the week it's the sort of the rest days where I would actually appreciate being able just to get up, do 10 minutes, 15 minutes walking, then do the mobility stuff and then do another 10 15 minutes walking while doing my Chinese characters. I'm not, I'm not gonna that's sort of what I've been looking at not only with that. If I got like a stationary bike or a rowing machine, I can see how I would do sort of uh, what would you call it split workouts so you could row for a minute. You could do a hundred uh, and then then you can do like, uh, I don't know, 25 kettlebell swings and then you roll for another minute or you cycle for a minute, you know, hard. Uh, And so like it's, it'd be the same as going outside and doing sprints, except if I did sprints outside, it'd be difficult to have, because I have to take the weight down with me and going outside as it gets cold with the kettlebell being cold. I mean, there's just, you know, you're adding to there's one thing about being, you know, facing a discomfort of no motivation. There's another thing of like, my hands are frozen, now they're cracking. And there's no real reason for me to do this. (laughs) Right? So other than the fact that I just want to get it done sort of thing. So uh, that's where I've sort of been thinking of lately, gauging how much I want to spend on this and, uh, and really, how much space I have left in my apartment, it's Getting to the point where I'm kind of thinking, if I don't start throwing things out, uh, I'm not... It's just not that I have that much, right? I, I do I do have a lot of stuff for a studio apartment, don't get me wrong. Um, I could probably cut down a quite a bit. I've mentioned this before. Uh, what would I get rid of? That's a very good question. I, I, it's something I'm struggling with, <laughs> to tell you the truth. And not that all this stuff is important. It's just stuff that if I'm here and there's no need to throw it out do I need to be getting rid of it just yet, right? Like, like books, clothes, um, there's not too much furniture. I don't buy too much furniture. So it's a, it's not big stuff, it's all this little stuff that sort of accumulates in the corners and stuff like that. To be, Actually, to be honest, these this box of Chinese flashcards I got uh, over the summer, I'm kind of looking at it, I haven't touched that box. I've touched a few of the decks, but since I'm using my cell phone mostly for my uh, vocab review, I'm finding that this bo- this box is just sitting here and I'm not really doing anything with it. Uh, I guess I could put it away, but then it would just be, be put away and I wouldn't be using it. So I'm actually wondering if I might just get rid of it, to tell you the truth, um, gift it on to the next person who could uh, uh, find a much better use uh, for it rather than just sitting here in uh, my apartment. If not, if not the whole thing, then at least part of it, so I could cut down on the amount of stuff that I have uh, here anyway. Have you ever seen the TV show, My 600 Pound Life? So I saw this scrolling by uh, Twitter uh, the other day, and I was like, I've never heard of this show, but this sounds like something that uh, I know some of my colleagues, current and former, would probably criticize as well. and uh, so I looked it up on YouTube and sure enough, there's this TV show called My 600 Pound Life and these people are large. They're huge. Uh, they are um, 600 pounds or more and they, I mean, we're talking like these people are eating all the time, but uh, I guess most importantly, a lot of these people, if they weren't it, it, not necessarily abused, but they had emotional issues Or they had issues from their childhood that never were really dealt with um, as they were growing up. And so they found um, solace in eating. And they don't eat, you know, good food. I mean, they eat tasty food, don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, all the fast food that you can sort of imagine. And so this documentary, and I'm not sure how many uh, seasons or episodes there are. I watched one, I watched clips of another and it, it all seemed to be sort of a very similar story. You know, they had issues when they were growing up with, um, you know, either they had, they had health issues or they were part of foster families so they didn't have like a, a solid core family that took care of them, uh, that it all sort of um, gave them any sort of reference for healthy eating or healthy lifestyles and stuff like that. Um, it, it's phenomenal that people can find solace in that much food because we're we're talking like these are the type of people who would eat three pizzas and then have like buffalo wings and then dessert and you know chug back a liter of coke at the same time coca-cola and i mean i'm looking at the stuff that i'm eating it was i'm not gonna lie it was actually kind of sickening to to see what they're eating um not not judging on them so much as i can't fathom eating that much uh, and I'm not going to lie, given the amount of work and the amount of time that I've spent getting my, my I call it a diet, it's not a diet, what I, what I eat getting down to what I eat these days and how much I eat, and I still look at some of the stuff I could probably trim down on or trim away and how much I have to work out um, that to, to sort of keep, maintain and trim down my physique, I go, what would it take? for me to go a 180 and and become 600 pounds, 700 pounds? Like, could I fathom that happening? I I want to say no, but at the same time, I don't know. I, knock on wood or glass, pay pay, 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 What if I broke my leg? What if I got in a car accident? What if, um, you know, I'm walking down the street, I get, you know, sucker punched or something. It's just bizarre, bizarre. Probably not going to ever happen, uh, but you never know. These things happen to people, and I might be one of those people that it happens to. Hope, again, pay, 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 that it doesn't happen to me, um, but or, or or you or anybody, to, that it doesn't happen much, if at all, anymore. Um, that's something that would sort of knock me off from the hope, from the desire, from the motivation of being... Uh, physically active, uh, being relatively healthy in my eating. Although I, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I still eat. Man, I had pizza for dinner tonight, <laughs> again uh, because I was finishing it up from Sunday. I, I bought what a couple large, couple small pizzas, and we just eat them for a couple days. That way, I don't have to think about dinner. Don't have to uh, think about it. Um, burgers on Saturday, a couple beers here and there. I'm, mean, I'm not against it, but what would it take that it's like that's constantly what you're eating and for lunch that i'm not eating a bowl of vegetables what would it take for me to go you know just drop all of that you know the the intermittent fasting you know working out twice a day even yesterday when i was doing my second work i didn't i've been talking about this so i'm not going to do two days anymore i'm done you know I'm, i'm not gonna uh you know i'm gonna cut down i'm gonna cut down that's what it is and then monday afternoon happens and wednesday afternoon happens and i'm sitting there going you know what else do I do between like 2.30 and 5 o'clock? And I'll tell you, I have caught myself before. It's not always the most productive stuff. And that's where that, that sort of that 20-minute run comes in. That's the commute home, quote-unquote, running home. I got to get home from work, right? So even if I don't go to work, I still you know have it in my mind that if I have that structure of going to and from work in the morning, that's the run, that's 20 minutes, that, you know, at least there there's some exercise already that's 40 minutes in a day if I do it um you know two three four times a week The attack on the the workouts the weight weight stuff as well I mean it's you kind of wonder some people wonder like you know when are you going to stop this you know are you still on that diet kick with eating vegetables I go well what else would I have I don't know any other cha- like when I sit down and make an actual salad like with with chicken and feta cheese and oil then I'm going that's just that's taking up so much time when I have I have other, I have other things I want to get done especially if I have a day off where I'm not working where I don't actually have to go to the office or uh, deal with any clients it's you know I'd rather be putting my time towards other things for example studying chinese characters at in lunchtime or listening to the radio a little bit more right yeah, if you have a chance, take a look. My hundreds, my 600-pound life, um, yeah, I almost stopped eating. Well, because I, I was having my, my lunch at this time when I was watching this show, and it's like, oh, I can't. I, it, it is, it's almost sickening to see what they're eating because it's not, they're not just eating lots of food. They're eating your burgers and the pizzas from these fast food joints that are are known to be serving less than good ingredients although they might taste good. I mean, I don't know how often you can eat that stuff before you're like, you just don't feel good anymore. I think I tap out, I think there's, if I had two meals in a row at those places, or similar, like if I had a hamburger from one place, and then, you know, if I had pizza from another place, and then, uh, that is sort of my maximum. After that, it's like, I got to get back onto my regular eating habits, or else like, I just feel like garbage. Uh, and same with alcohol, like I can't, one day of drinking that's enough uh and then after that it's days until the next uh, and if i do have anything else it's like one i i it just becomes sickening to think of um uh, of the food intake uh, and i know i mean again a lot of these people you watch this show and a lot of these people have these issues where they have they're they're dealing with their emotions they're eating it's the, they say this a lot the only thing that made me feel good was eating um yeah, it, it. What would it take to to derail you from your diet, from your your health plan, and would you let it happen? It's easy to say when you're healthy and strong, but imagine when you are you're lying down, you you've, like the world has hit you with something. How much of the the mental motivation it, it doesn't even become strength anymore. It becomes in your mind. Can you think yourself to do it? I'm not gonna lie. I fight this too. That Monday I was fighting. I'm like. I've, you know what if I just took the, this week off completely off? You know, my back is hurting again. What if I mean oh, it's getting cold outside. Well, I can't do I got laundry and this you're fighting yourself. You're fighting yourself. The the mental motivation it it scares me. It's not just the food that scares me, it's the mental blockade that can happen that literally scares me uh more than anything. That being said, how about a new workout? Hot Shot 500. So Turning the diet, going 180 on this one. My my 600 pound life is all about eating too much and dealing with emotions uh through food. Hot Shot 500 got this from the Buff Dudes guy on uh, guys on uh, YouTube. It's an actual uh workout that the what is it the forest fire crews? They're called Hot Shots in the United States, and these guys are the ones that when there's a forest fire, they go towards it and they cut a fire break, six meters wide or something like that. So there's a guy with a the chainsaw, then there's another guy who throws the stuff away, and then the rest of the team, uh, you know, starts picking away at the stuff, creating that sort of gap, that six meter gap. And they, apparently they have a workout called the Hot Shot 500 uh, that consists of a six mile hike. And during this six mile hike, which is elevated, by the way, you, so you're supposed to be doing this up a mountain, because that's where these firefighters work. During the six-mile hike, you do 100 push-ups, you do 100 flutter kicks, you do 100 bent-over rows, 50 barbell curls, 50 shoulder presses, 50 kettlebell swings, although that seems to be changing depending on which workout you look at, and 50 overhead squats. Now, wait a minute, where are you getting the... uh, Uh, the bent over rows from, or the curls, or the presses, well, hell, (laughs) you're supposed to take with you, the buff dudes did it with a 75 pound bag, but I think the hotshot crew might do it with something a little, like 40 pounds or something, I can't remember, but they, basically, you go take a bunch of sandbags, put them on your back, because you're, the idea is to mimic the uh, firefighting situation, wherein you are uh, carrying your backpack, your water, your foodstuffs, uh, any emer- like some emergency supplies, your equipment, uh, and stuff like that. So it's mimicking the amount of weight that you'd be carrying with you going through a fire, like going through a, you know, a fire situation. And it's, you sort of wonder like, oh my God, that's, that's a lot of weight. So I was like, how can I, how can I mimic this in the city of Beijing? I mean, it, good question because I don't really know where I would get the the hike I don't know how it, and going up and down the stairs for six miles seems like a little bit much although you know it's giving me an idea you know you do let's put it this way you start at the bottom of your apartment you go to the top and then you go all the way down would you would you go all the way up and then do 100 push-ups or go all the way up and all the way down then do 100 push-ups and then repeat that until you finished oh that's a good question Ooh, that sounds tough. So, okay, let's put it this way. Most of these these buildings are about 25 floors high, give or take four or five floors because the the fours and the threes are never really counted. 13, 14, 24, floor four, never counted. So you got 21 floors. You go up, you come down, 100 push-ups. You go up, you go down, 100 flutter kicks. Go up and go down, 100 bent over rows. You repeat that. So it'd be one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, six or seven times you're walking up and down the flights of stairs in your apartment not only are your neighbors going to think you're crazy uh and your your stairwell is probably filthy and this only works on the tall buildings not so much on the uh, the hutong floors but then you're also carrying a backpack full of weight oof good question we'll see can i throw this where would i do this one would i do this wow wednesdays wednesday afternoons friday afternoons after i do the murph in the morning insanity all right, well, I'm pushing time here, but I got one last thing here for you. The difference of water supplies. If you've never checked this before, for those of you living in Beijing, in China, Nongfu Chuan Shui, so there's uh, uh, Nongfu uh, Spring Water. No doubt you've had it before. It's the red and white bottle. There's a difference in where they get their water from. If you buy the big 12-liter bottles, the ones that go on top of the, uh, uh, the water dispenser machines, that one actually comes from a place called Chengdu Shan. Now this is different from the little bottles, the ten uh the five liters or less which apparently come from Chongbai shan. And those are only well those are not even cheaper, but apparently bi Jiao, relatively speaking, the big Nong Fu Shui bottles, the big 12 liter bottles from Chengdu aren't as good quality as the little bottles. From Chongbai Shan, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, have you tried the difference? I remember one lady telling me that e bao shui, the the Sebon, uh shui, the Se, Sebon water, uh, the green bottle. That one was sort of the best, um, for whatever reason. I'm not entirely sure. And I'm sure there's there's a difference between distilled, purified, natural distilled, natural blah blah blah. Like I, I haven't checked any. It's also, you know, honestly, as long as it's not tap water, um, I'm not sure how many many heavy elements are still going through this water or whatever pollutants, uh, but I know that even Dasani, um, you know, which is produced by Pepsi was criticized years ago for just using tap water. I think in one of the European markets or something like that, they were just uh, using the same sort of runoff that goes into tap water in a city and they were just bottling it and selling it. I'm not sure if it was in the same market or somewhere else, but there you go. Check on the labels. You'll see it. It's there. I verified it with my own Chinese studies and characters. And my girlfriend told me about this, although I didn't believe her at first. turns out she's actually right. She found out because she talked to the, the store And this is something that I don't think they could communicate to me properly. So when she asked about why the price difference uh, of the big bottles and the small bottles, one of the reasons is because the big bottles are from Chengde Shan, which is apparently an inferior water supply compared to Chongbai Shan, which is your uh, little bottles, your, your five liter bottles or less. There you go. Something to think about. All right, folks, I'm going to leave it there. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Show notes, tracks, and vids up on my website, stephenserski.com. And of course, if you can, subscribe on all the uh, the socials and the channels that you can find out there. So, uh, Spotify, Anchor.fm. I'm on Google Podcasts, even Apple Podcasts as well for this one. And... If you haven't checked out yet, go to my website. My big cast just published uh, episode number 32 with Omar Badri. uh, And that too is going to be soon on Spotify and all the other podcast networks out there. All right. Thanks again. We will talk again. Have a good one. Bye-bye.